Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy Sunday. Happy holiday weekend. Roshini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden. This is our special Hot Topics open line show. You're used to open lines pretty much every other Sunday on Healthy Matters, but we're doing a very special Hot Topics, and we'll tell you we'll do each segment on one of these topics. So I'll just quickly share those. Uh, After the break, we'll talk bone health across the ages. We're already getting texts in about that. Then we'll talk about supplements. Are they real science or just fancy hype? Dr. Hilden will get into his details on that. And Dr. Hilden, we're already getting questions on that on Twitter, which is very fun, uh, that people are finding you on Twitter also. Good morning, Rashidi. Yeah, they are. We're getting questions about supplements and bone health. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to our hot topic show. It's sort of like a cross between just a lightning round uh, open lines and doing a whole show on one topic. And these these topics all came from listeners. So... You and I didn't make these up. Uh, uh, they came from uh, listeners who went to myhealthymatters.org, and they, they said, let's talk about these topics. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm looking forward to it. Um, right, and you're uh, making – it's kind of your way of making a house call. Uh, it, you, you asked listeners what do they have questions about, and we could focus in on these three topics today, which I think is, is really exciting. They're all very interesting, including COVID anxieties toward the end of the show. You get a lot of questions about COVID, don't you? Oh, I sure do. I sure do. And though that's that's going to be an interesting one. The um, whereas where I'm going to probably be asking as much as I'm going to be telling about COVID anxieties because let's be honest, I don't have the the magic recipe on on how to get through all this. Um, you know, it's so easy for me and other healthcare professionals to give you the medical advice and here's what you need to do. You know, you need to not have Thanksgiving. And we're like the biggest buzzkills in the history of the world. You, you need to not <laughs> yes. have your have your friends over. You need to not do this. You need to not do this. I feel like we should all, if we were just wagging our fingers at people, that's all that's missing. It always feels heavy handed, but it's the right medical advice. But what is the effect of that on people and their life? I'm not sure I'm the, uh, have the, all the answers to that, but it's so important because I think mental health coming out of this whole thing is going to be as important as almost anything. And so we're going to be, you know, what are people doing to help relieve their own anxieties? And then we can talk about what professional help services are available to people. But I'll be very interested in what are people doing to help get through this? What are you doing to cope 
with all of this, uh, all, all, with 2020, oh, the basically. Yeah. yeah, with 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's a year like no other for most people alive today. It's really the most challenging year of our lifetimes. And it's interesting that we have to handle it from not just the medical, right? There's the physical medical, and then there's also the psychological, which there are medical folks who deal with that too. But it's on every sort of platform where events of this year are affecting our physical, mental, mental, and spiritual health. Yep, they sure are. And I'm a runner. I know you, you're you're a, um, a fit person too, Rashini, and you run and the like. And and frankly, for many of us, that's a, 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 a not a, not only an anxiety relieving activity, but it's also good for your health. So how do you stay active? How do you exercise? I went for a run um, yesterday around Lake Nokomis and then the day before around Lake Harriet, and I'm back in it. But I've had this bone i've had a speaking of bone health i've had a fracture of my ankle so i haven't been able to run for four months and i think it's affected my mental health not only my physical health but so exercise is a, is a thing that that people are, are having to find ways to do so there's a lot of ways that people can stay mentally and physically healthy during this time but it's certainly different than it was say a year ago yeah it really was i i am a runner and i don't know what i would do if I couldn't run on a regular basis, because it is really both about the physical and the mental health and just the well-being. And, you know, many people having to figure out if they can't go to a health club right now, if they're a member, uh, or they can't really gather in groups for that yoga class, whatever it was, how do they stay fit? So we're going to get into some of that uh, later on the show. Like I said, it is our Hot Topics open line show. We'll talk bone health when we come back from break. Then in the following segment, supplements, which in some cases can be a controversial topic. And then the final segment, we'll talk about COVID anxiety. So just to keep things and get your questions in, I'm going to say we're going to try to stick with those topics per each segment Call us because calls take precedence, 651-989-9226. You can also text us at that number, and it's helpful if you wait until we're in that segment of that particular hot topic because these texts are already flying in, and sometimes they keep getting pressed down on my text screen. I want to be able to get to your text when we're covering that topic. So just some a little housekeeping there. We are talking on this Sunday's edition of Healthy Matters, our special hot topics open lines show. First, we will cover bone health across the ages. So we'll go to break, then cover that topic. Call us, text us. Then we'll go to break again, come back with supplements, and where we already have some tweet questions too. And just to remind you, follow Dr. Hilden on Twitter, and you'll find out everything about Healthy Matters throughout the week. He does tweet. He is at Dr. Dr. David. Hilden. You can also follow me at Rashini R, R-O-S-H-I-N-I-R, because both of us are tweeting about the show, and you can also tweet us your questions. If you didn't get it in on a Sunday, tweet us, and we will get to it the following Sunday. And uh, that's it for now. We're going to take a real you didn't get it in on a Sunday, tweet us, and we will get to it the following Sunday. And uh, that's it for now. We're going to take a real quick break when we come back bone health across the ages. We are back on Healthy Matters. Rashini Rajkumar with you along with your host, Dr. David 
Hilden from Hennepin Healthcare. It is our Hot Topics Open Line show. This segment, we're covering bone health. So give us a call. Give us a text. Calls will take precedence. 651-989-9226 to get your questions in. And then later in the show, we'll get to supplements and then COVID anxieties. All right, Dr. Hilden, here's the text. This listener says, I was just diagnosed with osteoporosis. My T-scores... Minus 2.6 spine, minus 2.5 for the neck. Taking alandronate one time a week. Should I continue taking a calcium supplement with this prescription? Many type of calcium supplements. What would you recommend? Yeah, that's a that couldn't be more on topic. So osteoporosis is the loss of bone mineral density um, in your bones, and and if it the T score is uh, a score we use, so a negative 2.5, negative 2.5 means you have osteoporosis, if it's that or lower. And what it does is your bones are the strongest when you're age 30. That's, that's a sad truth. It's all downhill from there for both men and women, but particularly for women. When they're the strongest at age 30, and when you hit menopause and your estrogen levels drop, that the mineralization of your bones, the things that make it firm and and um, and strong, go just drops at menopause, and so that is a condition called osteoporosis. So the T score, what it does, it's a calculation that takes your bones and calculates how good they are compared to a fictitious 30-year-old. It sounds kind of funny, but an optimum perfect 30-year-old bone. If you are negative 2.5, it means you're much lower. Your bones are too too. So is it is like optimum zero or is there another number? Well, zero would mean you have exactly the bones of a 30-year-old. Okay, got it. And so we consider anything from zero to negative one to be normal because we allow for a little bit of slippage with age. So negative one is normal. Negative one to negative 2.5. Are, um, are osteopenia, you're getting weak, and lower than negative 2.5 is your bones are getting weaker faster than they should. So the person who texted is on alendronate, which is one of the bisphosphonates. That is a drug that does improve bone health. I would also m- make sure you're getting out adequate calcium and importantly, vitamin D. And we can talk about that in the next segment about whether the calcium and vitamin D are good for just everybody. But for people with osteoporosis, it's probably a very good idea. So I would talk to your doctor about that. But the, the dangers of taking calcium and vitamin C are small, and the benefits are probably fairly high, um, especially vitamin D, especially vitamin D. And calcium is worthless without vitamin D, and especially in Minnesota, and even more so if you have melanin in your skin. In other words, you're a person of color. Um, you're, you're likely to be vitamin D deficient. So if you have osteoporosis, take your calcium, take your vitamin D, and yes, take your alendronate, which is your prescribed medication. All right, so you talk about this fictitious 30-year-old. Let's talk about bone health at the different ages. Let's start with our young people because kids are in sports uh, right now. You know, some group sports aren't being held, but they're still trying to do things outside with distance, you know, just so kids can get in that activity. Uh, But what happens when there is some sort of injury? Right. So for kids, um, adolescents, young adults, the, the thing you want to do is exercises of 
utmost importance. And weight-bearing exercises is a great thing. So whatever sport or physical activity your kid's doing, or if you're a young adult in your teenagers and your 20s, keep it up because that is so important to not only your muscular health, but your bone health as well. The issue with athletes, particularly teenagers and young adults, and even more so with young women, is that the bones are, you're more susceptible to stress fractures, you're more susceptible to other kinds of, um, you know, shin splints, and basically just fractures because of a, a little bit what I was saying earlier, your calcium level. So if you're a young adult athlete, particularly a female, taking an, um, uh, taking care of your bones means not only stretching and exercise, but it also means ensuring adequate nutrition. And if need be, even taking calcium as well. Because the, the, the particularly the young female athlete, especially if you're not carrying very much body fat, you might not be getting your menstrual periods and your and all of those things together lead to weaker bones. So it's important for nutrition and exercise and um, to maintain your bone health as kids. Um, and so we tell that over and over and over, um, especially young women. You know, speaking of young women and just young people, you talk about uh, the bone health and and what may happen with injuries. When I notice people with scoliosis, okay, and maybe it's not even scoliosis, it could be something else, and usually it's in older people. Is there anything young people can do or people in their 30s and 40s beyond just let's stand up straight, you know, to prevent that sort of of uh, result later in life. So I always remember I was at Anthony Middle School or maybe it was Kenny Elementary School in South Minneapolis. Yes, I still live in the neighborhood where I grew up, where we, they had us all in gym class, bend over to make sure your bones, your spine alignment. Um, scoliosis is a treatable condition. All of those spinal um, conditions are treatable um, if you're little. Um, but if you're insane with like bow-leggedness and all this, so pediatricians are looking at that in little kids. Um, once your spine is developed, once you're past or, you know, childhood, it's very difficult. Um, it, then it requires big surgeries and, and it requires metal to be put into your body and, and it's much difficult to do. So if you have some of those spinal conditions in, um, into adulthood, I do recommend you see a physical therapist though because they can help you out with what kind of stretching exercises you should be doing, what kind of um, activities are good for you because even if your spine isn't perfect and well, who's perfect? <laughs> there are ways you can go about and still be a very um, active person if you have some of those problems. Those are what you should be doing as an adult. And again, I hate to always talk about um, one half of us, but especially for women. Um, women of childbearing years, you are arriving at that fictitious 30-year-old where the bones are the strongest. So if you're 30 years old, particularly a woman and you have and you don't have strong bones there's not much you can do about it when you're 50s and 60s you can't you you can't make it a whole lot better so what you want to do is spend those first few decades of your life being strong and that's all about exercise and nutrition and getting enough calcium and vitamin D so that's the that's what you ought to be doing as young adults is that kind of healthy living stuff because then we can talk about what happens when you get older and that's when the osteoporosis sets in and some of the things that make your bones weaker. 
All right, you're listening to the Hot Topics Open Line Show, and right now we're talking about bone health across all age brackets, and we, when we come back from break, we'll talk about supplements. We're getting a lot of questions on supplements, but I know Beverly is calling in a little different, um, I believe different from bone health, but I always say calls take precedence. So Beverly from Egan, what's your question for Dr. Hilden? Yes. Um, several years ago, I developed two cold sores on my eyeball, and um, my eye doctor prescribed a prescription called a cyclovir, and I'm wondering if that um, would, using that prescription, would, would still require me to get a shingle shot. Yeah, uh, yeah Beverly, it sure would. There um the shingle shot is caused by, or the shingles are caused by a, a bacteria, oh, sorry, I almost said bacteria, a virus in the herpes um, family. Herpes is a word that everybody thinks, oh, this is some horrible thing, but it's just a family of viruses. Chicken pox and shingles are in that family. Cold sores are in that family, but they're different versions. So yes, you should still get the shingle shot. All right. And here's a text. What's good to take for arthritis in the lower back? That's a good question because arthritis is about as common as they come in terms of bone problems. It is any joint in your body has to have a little shock absorber between it and it has cartilage and the like. So whether it's in your spine or your fingers or anywhere, that can wear down. Think of it like your brake pads on your car are wearing down. So you can start with something simple like Tylenol. That may or may not help. You can go to non-steroidals, which are anti-inflammatories like Advil or Motrin, ibuprofen. That might help. But what I really recommend is if you're having back pain due to your arthritis, go see a rheumatologist and let them figure out some of the things that might give you more relief. Because some of the -the over-the-counter ones, frankly, they aren't great to take long-term. So see a rheumatologist. They can do injections. They can do physical therapy. They can do acupuncture. All of those things might be helpful. All right, I can't wait to get to our next segment because there are some really interesting questions coming in about supplements. You're listening to our special Hot Topics show for Open Lines. When we come back from break, we'll talk supplements. Get in your calls and texts, 651-989-9226. And then in our final segment, we'll talk about COVID anxiety, 651-989-9226. We are back. Healthy Matters, Rashini Rajkumar and your host, Dr. David Hilden. This is our Hot Topics open line show. This segment of the show, we are going to talk about our second Hot Topics supplements. We have many calls and texts coming in for that, but we will go to one final call on bone health, which was our previous segment topic. Mary is calling in from Egan. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? Are you there, Mary? Yeah, go ahead yes, real am. quickly, please. Okay, so I'm go, go ahead. and I had a... Hello? Yep, hello? I think you have to turn your radio off behind you and ask okay, your question. Okay. How's this? Go ahead. So I'm 64, and I had a grandmother and a mother both had dowager humps. And I've been taking hormone replacement therapy and having bone density tests, and so far my bones are good. But I'm concerned I have to get off the hormone replacement therapy, and I am taking supplements but like calcium and vitamin D, but what else should I be doing so I don't run into the same problems? 
Yeah, good question, Mary. So that hump is kyphosis. Um, uh, what it is is that, um, and we all know kind of like the the caricature, the the little old lady who's kind of hunched over in her back, and and that's kyphosis. And it's generally due to a loss of height in your spine. It can be due from arthritis, or more you know more likely, just the bones are getting compressed from osteoporosis, and they get they kind of get compression fractures, and that's what happens. You should just be active, weight bearing exercise, practice good posture, and then just. Um, stay with your um, your bone health. In other words, calcium, vitamin D. Make sure your vitamin D levels are okay. I would actually, in your case, have it tested. Go to your doctor and get your vitamin D level tested. And and if it's at all low, take supplements to get it up. Um, those are things to keep your bones healthy. And then weight-bearing exercise. All adults, everybody should be doing exercise. That one I'm going to say across the board. And then watch your posture. I'm I'm a sloucher. So do like I say, not like I do. Watch your posture. Try to stay upright. It's always good to sit up straight and really think about pulling those shoulders back. Okay, we're going to get into our hot topic number two, supplements. I want to go first to Ryan on Twitter, who responded to my tweet this morning, where I I wonder, Dr. Hilden, you know, is this real science or is it just a bunch of hype? And Ryan replied, commented and said, my doc told me to take vitamin D3, 10,000, and vitamin C, 3,000 milligrams daily. I'm high risk. My vitamin D level is 65. Studies have been linking low vitamin D levels to COVID-19. So that's kind of his comment. You can comment as you want to. Right. So your vitamin D level, Ryan, is normal. In fact, it's good at 65. So um, I don't recommend doing what your doctor is suggesting there. He's having you take 10 times the daily dose of vitamin D and um, that we recommend. And there's no data that suggests that's helpful. Now, let me back up a little bit. Vitamin D has been shown to be lower in some people who got sicker with COVID. doesn't prove causality, but it is the case that low vitamin D levels seem to be associated with not doing quite so well with COVID. That doesn't translate into taking 10 times the normal dose, though. So what we do suggest people do, though, is all people should try to stay away from being vitamin D. And I'm going to tell you right now that I don't know the exact number, but it's well over half of us. Probably two-thirds of us are deficient. In northern latitudes, it's just everybody's deficient, it seems like, on vitamin D. If you are a person of color, you are even more likely to be vitamin D deficient. So it's a good idea to get your levels checked. 20 or lower is considered, for most people, deficient. 65 is actually a really good number. So what I would suggest to you, Ryan, is is, uh, take a daily supplement. Take 600, 800,000 units a day. Um, there is no evidence that 10,000 is helpful. But stay tuned for that because that's that's a little bit um, jump in the gun. I think what your doctor is doing is he he or she jumped on a, uh, some early data that says that maybe you should have more vitamin D and then kind of went, took it a little bit too far. Um, there are risks to taking 10 times the recommended daily dose. You get kidney stones, you get nausea, you get vomiting, and you can get kidney failure. So I would, I, I would shy away from those massive doses. He also is having you, or she is also having you take lots of vitamin C. That is probably um, a toss-up. There's no evidence whatsoever that that does anything either, but theoretically it might help. 
So I don't I don't discourage people from taking vitamin C. I also don't give them too much hope about that it's going to solve everything. But those are two things that it's probably okay to take. Two supplements that it's okay to take. Vitamin C, sort of a wash. It's probably not going to help, probably not going to hurt. And so if you're so inclined, you can take vitamin C. Vitamin D is a definite yes. People should get enough of that. All right, we have lots of texts coming in. A reminder to people, you can call. We're talking supplements, 651-989-9226. All right, this is from Pastor Jake. He's a regular listener of Healthy Matters. But here's a little fun fact about him I didn't know. So my wife was born in Sri Lanka. Pastor Jake, I was born in Sri Lanka. She was raised in the UK for most of her life. But her mom is a big fan of what I would call more of the herbal medicine. As a fan of Western medicine, Pastor Jake was reluctant to try any of the other stuff, but he admits some of the things he's tried from her mother have helped. What are your thoughts on the more traditional Indian slash Sri Lankan natural remedies? I love the question. I really do. And, and, and regular listeners to the show over the years have heard me occasionally talk about it. I was trained at a Western medical school, and I strongly stick to the science. That being said... That being said, there is a reason people in Sri Lanka or people in India or in other countries have been doing things for hundreds or thousands of years. They're smart people. They have their, they have, um, uh, they're probably, probably some benefits to the, to the things that are being done in other cultures, not my non-Western culture. So I take the position, who am I to say just because we don't know doesn't mean that they don't help. Now, that being the case, I can't recommend things that aren't scientifically proven or at least based on the, our best science that we have. But I can also tell you that, that, um, that many things are probably helpful, even if we don't know why. I would put acupuncture right up in there. And there are some medi- medications and herbs that people have been taking in, in other parts of the world for years. Turmeric seems to be one of those. There's no evidence whatsoever that turmeric. My Sri Lankan mother swears by turmeric. Does she? Yes. Yes. So turmeric probably it has a substance called um, curcumin, probably has some beneficial effects. It really does. It's just that Western science hasn't caught up to it. So I can't say to my patients, take turmeric because it's going to cure this, that, or the other thing, or it's going to prevent this, that, or the other thing. But that's only because we don't have the science behind it. It is. I, I would probably trust your Sri Lankan mother, and if she says it's working, I would probably take it. I really all would. Right. All right. So, Dr. Hilden, we have like two minutes before we have to go to break. We have a call. And we have a bunch of texts. So let's take our call uh, right away because I always say calls get precedence. Bill is calling from Victoria. Bill, I'll just ask you to be as brief as you can. Just what more evidence can I find to the fact that supplements do anything? I have two grandparents that are now deceased that were pumped full of vitamins and then when they stopped taking those vitamins they had no difference in anything that they had going on all of their diagnoses everything about their lifestyle nothing changed their bones felt the same their bodies felt the same and you go and you pay for these supplements that most of them are not fda regulated yep Yep, you're absolutely right, Bill. I would strongly endorse what you've just said. The vast majority of supplements that people take are doing nothing except emptying your wallet. That's just um, the sad truth about it. We um, Multivitamins, not been shown to do a darn thing to anybody. 
So I don't recommend them for anybody. That multivitamin you take probably does nothing. That um, vitamin B vitamin you're taking probably does nothing. Now, there are a few that we recommend. Folic acid if you're a woman of childbearing years, yes. Vitamin D, yes. Calcium, probably yes. Um, and that's about it. Other things that might help, maybe magnesium, maybe melatonin, maybe fish oil, maybe turmeric. Almost everything else, there's no proof. There's no evidence. So you, what you're probably doing is just uh, emptying your wallet. All right, so we've got a fire round. We've got about 30 seconds before we have to take a break. Uh, is Goli apple cider vinegar gummies safe? Are they safe? There is actually a little bit of evidence that um, apple cider vinegar helps. So I'm not going to say yes or no on that, but there, it's one of those things. It might work. In fact, go to myhealthymatters.org. I did a post about apple cider vinegar a couple of years ago. It still holds today. Myhealthymatters.org. Just put in the text phrase, apple cider vinegar. You can learn more there. Does a clove of garlic a day chopped up keep COVID and other viruses away? No. <laughs> um, now, garlic is also one of those things that's been shown to be helpful for a lot of things. Not only it makes your food taste better, but it, garlic is probably a helpful substance. There's no evidence whatsoever that supplementing or taking extra garlic will do anything. Okay. What about elderberry, someone asks? Same thing. Um, that's uh, one of those things that probably uh, isn't harmful, and uh, but there's no evidence whatsoever. So I don't discourage you from taking it, but don't count on it uh, to do anything um, substantial. Okay, you're listening to a Hot Topics Open Line show. We do have to go to break. There are many supplement questions we didn't get to. If we have time at the end of the show, I'll return to them. We'll take a break. When we come back, our final topic on this Hot Topics Open Line show, COVID anxieties. Give us a call, 651-989-9226. Special Hot Topics Open Line show. Rashini Rajkumar with you, along with your host, Dr. David Hilden. Phone and text lines are open for the final topic today in our hot uh, hot topic show, COVID anxieties. 651-989-9226. Give us a call or a text. Dr. Hilden, several texts coming in about this, so I'll blend them together. Dealing with vitamin D and COVID. There's been, in popular press, I know, something about deficiencies in vitamin D with regard to COVID symptoms. What can you tell us? Yeah, so there actually is a little bit of data that um, people, uh, but it's not, the data shows, and let me try to rephrase that. The data shows that there were some association with low vitamin D levels and getting sicker with COVID. There's no evidence that like treating COVID with vitamin D helps. So these massive doses of vitamin D, that has not been shown to be true. But it is true that vitamin D is important for cellular um, metabolism, not only your bone health, but it deal, it, there's a lot of other things it does in your body. So what we recommend to people, if you are low in vitamin D, which is most of us, take a supplement. I am, I'm good with that. Take a thousand units a day is what I recommend. That's, a, that's the most standard dose. Or if you want, get one of those 5,000-unit pills and take it once a week. Um, vitamin D is stored in fat. 
And so there are some other reasons why it might be the case that people who are need vitamin D um, to, to not get so sick with COVID, but they might be due to the fact that you're carrying too much weight. And so the vitamin D gets stored in your fat and it doesn't get into your bloodstream. It might be that people who are heavier aren't exercising as much. And if you're not exercising as much, maybe you're not out in the sun as much. And, and let's be honest, the most of our vitamin D comes from sunlight. And so the, so the vitamin D and COVID story is evolving. I'll bet we'll learn a ton more in the next one to two years, but I don't recommend high doses of vitamin D yet. It's not just been shown. And the, the thing about COVID, here's a, here's a little not really specifically related to vitamin D, is anybody who sounds certain about something or recommends something with some certainty, I would treat that person with skepticism, even if it's your doctor. The people who I trust the most are those that acknowledge the uncertainty. So I don't know all the certainties around vitamin D, but what we do know is that there's no evidence as of now that taking massive doses is going to help you. Just take the usual dose. This person asks, do we know how long a positive person with mild symptoms is contagious? Uh, we, we think we do. If you have mild symptoms, we're asking people to stay away from folks for about 10 days. Um, the magic number seems to be landing around seven uh, seven days, and that at um, five to seven days is when most people get the most infectivity, if you will. So after seven days, things get a little better. That's why we're the the CDC is thinking about reducing the length of quarantine time from the two weeks that we've all gotten to know about to maybe seven, because although you're not completely free of um, being able to infect somebody at seven to 10 days, it really does drop off. So that's what we're going with. That's what I would recommend. If you had mild symptoms, stay away from people at least seven days, maybe 14, but somewhere in that range. All right. You really, I know, wanted to get into the mental health issues uh, and the wellness mm -hmm. issues surrounding COVID. What are some best practices for people? Yeah, so what we're seeing, I see it in healthcare workers who I think are going to have frank post-traumatic stress from this. I think people who are in healthcare are going to have diagnosable mental health issues in the coming years. So I'm really um, I'm concerned about that. But for the for listeners, I think what's more um, more applicable is to think about your relatives and your friends in isolation, and so finding ways to stay connected are so important. I actually dislike the term social distancing. I don't know whoever came up with that term. I don't like that term because we shouldn't stay socially distant. We need to stay physically distant from people. And by that, we usually mean six feet. Physical distance is important. Don't share the air with people right next to you. But socially distance is bad. I mean, we, you, know, you need to stay connected to people, whether that's by phone, or Zoom, or in your front yard from 10 feet away, whatever you can do to stay connected to people, particularly older adults who might live alone. I would, if you go to a church, find out which older adults are maybe lonely and call them up or, or help them get on Zoom so they can follow the church service. Or if it's your own relative, call them or do whatever you can every day just to check in. I think it's so important because that social isolation is a health hazard. Um, and, and, and I would love to know what others are doing about that. But whatever ways you can do to stay connected are so important. 
And sometimes, Dr. Hilden, it's just those simple things. I try to challenge myself to text or call someone every day. Either, well, for sure my mother is on that list, but even just people I haven't talked to in a while, mm-hmm. just to check in because you never know what's going on in someone's life. Even if they're a parent at wit's end having to work and homeschool their children right now. So, I mean, even that small thing that you do, a quick call, a quick text could really lift someone's day. It sure could. And I, I really like that you brought up parents. I have, I have said over and over, you know, we, we talk a lot about older adults in isolation. I think maybe the hardest role through this whole thing is the parent of a school-aged child. <laughs> Especially- Amen to that. God bless them. <laughs> God bless them for sure. Because I'm telling you to try to, maybe you have your own job. Maybe your spouse has a job. Maybe there's two of you trying to work. Maybe you're a stay at home parent, but your kids are with you all the time now. And now you have to figure out how to be a virtual distance learning expert. And you have to figure out their mental health. And how do you get your kids to exercise and out of the house? And the job of a child is to play. That is their job is to play and to learn. And how do they do all of that? So I am hats off to the parents out there. This is so hard for you. So reach out to that young parent if you know one in your life. Text them. Give them a call. Say, how you doing? <laughs> I think that they need our support as much as heart is just about everybody. Great advice. All right. A final text question here. Immunity after COVID? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, we're all hoping it's lifelong, but I think that's probably not you know, quite likely. So far, it looks like the immunity might be at least a few months, maybe much longer. The, the fact is we just don't know yet because, well, we haven't had it long enough. You know, the whole, this virus entered planet Earth like a year ago. And so we just don't know um, how long people were, will be immune. Even if like the vaccine, which is coming in a few months, I'm optimistic. Even if the vaccine gives you six months immunity, well, that'd be pretty good. Maybe it'll give six years though. So we more to come on that. We just don't know. We think you're probably okay, at least for a few months. Um, All right, Dr. Hilden. That's what we think. We're winding down. The time just flies. How can people reach out to you during the week with their questions and uh, other topics? Maybe they have ideas for future shows. Exactly. Always you can tweet. Dr. David Hilden, Dr. David Hilden. That's my Twitter handle. Um, Follow me on Twitter. That's the best way and tweet me whenever you'd like. You can also go to the blog site, myhealthymatters.org. You can sign up by email there, myhealthymatters.org. All right. Next week, our topic is respiratory care. You can be right back with us. Phone and text lines are always open during Healthy Matters presented by Hennepin Healthcare. It's been quite a show. Dr. Hilden, thanks for all your great answers. And thank you, listeners, for your tweets, your texts, your calls. Make it a healthy week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.